Please put hey. a thumb in the air. Hey. Street Hockey Radio, that's right, BSH Radio, my name is Bill Matz, I'm your director of fun and games for the evening, I'll tell you, it's been great to be a Flyers fan for these last couple of weeks, because there have been no games to be worried about, uh, it, they're actually on a two-game winning streak, aren't they, that happened, mm-hmm. I guess it's two in a row, it's not a winning streak until you get to three, uh, that's what I've always said, so they've won two in a row, they're picking it back up tonight, they're playing Detroit, uh, let's see how this goes. Maybe there'll be some fights or something. There were a bunch of fights in the NHL last night. There was some cool shit going on. People getting contentious. They're sad they're not at the Olympics. I get mad when I don't get my, uh, when I don't get my vacations, too. So, so be it. All right, let's get right into it. Let's lead it off with Stephalicious D, Steph Driver. Uh, so I've got, like, a couple non-hockey-related things to oh. just kind of announce. So, number one. Um, there is a big blood shortage in the United States, and I'm going to donate blood this afternoon. So if you are able, uh, please go donate blood. Um, I'm going to the Braves Stadium. I'm going to wear a Phillies t-shirt, and then I'm going to get a $10 Amazon gift card just for giving someone else blood. So that's cool. Um, please look into that. I there were like a lot of myths that I were I was completely convinced were true. Like I've got a bunch of tattoos, and I was like, no, I can't donate blood because I've got tattoos. That's a myth. You got them in New um, Jersey, right? So, yeah, New Jersey is one of the. I've seen it where like if you get tattoos outside of New Jersey, I've seen things where like no, you can't donate, and it's like in a certain amount of time. But Jersey is one of like the safest, cleanest places to get tattoos, believe it or not. Oh, hot damn! Yeah, well, that's cool. Yeah, I'm glad you know that. Um, yeah, so that's that's my little PSA: donate blood. Um, a lot of you know that you know shit's been going down in my personal life and. My sister-in-law has needed a lot of blood, so I'm just kind of giving back, and that would be cool if you did the same. Um, and I completely forget what my second point was going to be, so we're doing Outstanding. great. Outstanding. Was it your six-on-five strategy? We're doing... You put I that... didn't even hear what you said. Your six-on-five strategy. Oh! <gasps> Yes, my six on five strategy. Thank you. I saw so, you put that in the Slack chat watching. so you wouldn't forget it. It was at like 1.30 in the morning too. So <laughs> I was watching Canada, USA. As I think a lot of people who were still awake at 11 p.m. puck drop were. Um, and then, you know, they go at the end of the game to a six on four uh, penalty and then pull the goalie. And one thing that I just want to see a coach try once 
on a six on four is I want four of the most annoying players on the ice and then two highly skilled players. So I want the four super annoying players to never attempt to take out the other team. (laughs) (laughs) They only have one very skilled player. Oops. Well, I guess you can. One, I, so you got we can Claude include Giroux Atkinson. and then throw we can with say, Cam Atkinson. We can go, say yeah. Atkinson is. We can we can include him. He he's yeah, not on the enough. shit list. <laughs> so I want I want Claude Giroux and Cam Atkinson, and then I want Travis Konechny. I want Zach McEwen. I want Rasmus Ristolainen, and give Scott me a Lawton. fourth. I don't I don't care. Give me a fourth. Scott Lawton, and I just want them to take out. The, the penalty kill of the other team. I don't care how you do it. Play play straight up NBA man-on-man defense. Like, get in their faces, take them out, and then just score a bunch of goals. Like, I, why has nobody tried this? Because coaches are, are not creative and refuse to take a single risk. I guess, so like... Like, it would look absolutely ridiculous, sure also, but... Also interference. It could work, and it would also be fun. There's remember, remember... No, no, no. No, you don't touch them. Don't you touch just kind of hover. Box them out. I, like, you just, <laughs> The Islanders could get away with it, but I don't think any team that isn't run by Lou and, and Trotz would be able to get away with it. Remember when Sean Avery just stood in front of the goalie and like waved his hands around? Did, like, did they make the rule Valid you're not strategy. allowed to turn? You have to look at the play. Like, yeah, you're not allowed yeah. to look directly at the goalie and just put your glove <laughs> over his eyes. <laughs> when he did that, I was like, "What an asshole!" That's a great idea. That's genius. Yeah, like I can't say I haven't tr- done it in men's league. Goalie gets all pissed. Like, are you really screening me in men's league? I'm like, I can't puck yeah. handle, dude. They, the, the point of this game is like, they took away all the things I'm good at. I have to stand in front of you and do this. I'm sorry. <laughs> I assume that's how the I conversation think, went. I think it like, went for a door. This particular yeah. game was a game that like mattered, but didn't really matter because both yeah. teams were automatically going to advance. From the preliminary rounds, yeah, so playing why not, again, why not try? Just mess with their heads. Be like, we're gonna, we're gonna get in your space. We're gonna make this uncomfortable. Then we're gonna score a bunch of goals. I'm for it. Same, right? Like that would be fun. I just want maximum chaos. Like, let's do it. It would be a ton of fun. I just want them to try once. So, so ca- Canadian Mike, just call me. We, we, we can work this out. English Mike. They were both Canadian, Mike. To be fair, <laughs> I'm very sorry, English Mike. Yeah, English. but the French, the French Canadian aren't French. They don't want to be. No, yeah. <laughs> or they're not Canadian. They're French. That's what I mean. Okay. Ah, and the fly by herself, Kelly Hinkle. Speaking of Canadians, so I was super proud of myself as I was sitting here waiting to say my intro because I thought I thought of something very witty and funny. And then while Steph was talking, I scrolled through Twitter and saw that someone already said it. So now my whole day is ruined. Oh, just, I was going to no, say that just I say you said it first. <laughs> I don't know when we recorded. That's true. I want Danny Briere to put the flyers on the highway to the deal zone. (laughs) I love this. (laughs) I don't know what the deal zone is. Said it first, but I keep seeing people tweet about the deal zone, and it sounds like a place that the flyers should enter. So I would like them to be in the deal zone as well. Brian Windhorst uh, of ESPN, he's a basketball reporter, said that. The Nets and Sixers are in the deal zone for Simmons Ooh. and Harden. So he's not going to okay. say the deal's going to get done, but he suspects it'll get done they're because zone. they're in the deal zone. Uh, That's where you want to be, baby. I, I guess. Whatever. Get in there, Chuck. <laughs> um, so 
I did something. I wish I really had done something else with those ten minutes of my life. I watched the uh, the Danny Briere presser just now uh, before we hit record on today's show. He didn't say anything all that interesting. He reiterated their in need. a press conference. Yeah, what? he reiterated their need for high end talent, uh, which is good. Uh, you know, he didn't. He said there isn't really a timeline. You got to see. You know, really, in a, in a year like this, you see what's available if and when you do sell. Like, if it's draft picks, that might take a little longer. If it's players who are, you know, young guys, but guys who are ready to contribute now, maybe you can get things going. But the one thing he did say that I appreciated was, you have to take advantage of a year like this. And it put me in the... Because they referenced, you know, the year before Danny signed here. The Flyers, of course, go 22-60. and 60. They get the second draft pick. They use the assets they have, uh, you know, Peter Forsberg, to acquire a bunch of pieces, namely Scott Hartnell and Kimo Tiemann, eventually. Uh, they bring in Upshaw. They sign Briere. They sign Jason Smith. They did a lot, uh, you know, with the assets that they had, and it gave me confidence that at least they realize they have to take advantage of this season. But, you know, that's how I wanted to intro. So... Danny Briere has been named special assistant to the general manager, which the is group. hilarious. Like, it's <laughs> it's actually... This sounds a whole lot like the position that I imagined up for him during one of your post-games, Bill. Yeah, it's exactly... Like, this is the office. Like, we still have... All right, so Chuck Fletcher, because I was like... What exactly is his fucking role? And it's not on yet the Flyers website under like the team page with the whole front office and everything. But we have Chuck Fletcher. He is the president, hockey operations and general manager and alternate governor of the Philadelphia Flyers. Barry Hanrahan and Brent Flair are both listed are both listed as vice president and assistant general manager. And then we have uh, Holmgren, Clark, Barber and everybody's favorite Dean Lombardi all listed as senior advisor. So somewhere in here is Danny Briere, the special assistant to the general to. manager. <laughs> to the general manager. To he is not general. the assistant GM, as I thought. He is the special <laughs> assistant to the GM. Um, he's going to be heavily involved in a lot of things. We've been saying for months, it seems like, uh, I believe Chuck Fletcher will eventually just be president and Danny Briere will be GM. Uh, the guy mm-hmm. there to take all the bullets because everybody likes Danny Briere. Is it like, are you happy about the move? Do you want Danny Briere to stick around and be in the front office? Like, I don't I, care. I, like, I, if he's really highly regarded, then cool. We have a guy people seem to want. He'd learned a lot of things since he, he played here. You know, he went to business school. We talked about he's been running the main Mariners. That's all well and good. Everyone talks like, you know, oh, the Montreal Canadiens wanted him. Well, one, they didn't hire him. Two, he speaks... Did they they want him? Yeah, did they want him because he's good? Or did they want him because they always wanted him and he speaks French? Like, that's That's it, right? That's the only thing that I'm just like, yes, another team wanted to hire him. The team that only hires French The team that only hires him, yeah. So that's like one yeah, thing where so I'm like, is it has had a hard on for him for 15 years, right? He could be an outstanding hockey mind, but I don't think that the Habs wanting to hire him is like, you know, end all be all evidence that he is in fact a hockey genius. And we are very lucky to have kept him. 
It's just, I don't know. So here's where I land. Sorry, Kelly, did I cut you off? You're good. You're good. So this is where I land on Danny Briere. So a lot of this is my own conspiracy theory because I have absolutely convinced myself that Danny Briere was hired as special assistant and his only project is to make Claude Giroux happy. I have convinced myself. Like, that is leaving. Yeah. Listen. Okay. I'm delusional. For a couple of months, he'll be very happy here. That's great. I think that's great. He deserves it. Listen. Yeah, we could have every night. I'm I'm trying to, I'm I'm trying to defend my brain against the incoming trauma because this it's gonna hurt so Uh, much. It's gonna hurt so much. I so I convinced myself that because Claude Giroux lived, Claude Giroux and Sean Couturier lived with Danny Briere and his family when they were babies. You know, I I've convinced myself. Claude is staying. Thank you. I was thinking about I love that. that for you. I am. I hope you can. I hope you can really uh, make yourself happy over the next few weeks, and that comes. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm thriving. But, love it. <laughs> no, I was. I was. Uh, I was thinking about that today when when Briere was like talking about the high end players they have, and he's like, you know, Giroud's been excellent. Uh, you know, Couturier, and I was like, this motherfucker was their dad. they're a billet dad like legit yes he's still their dad i remember kelly you remember the uh the the 24 7 the road to the winter classic whatever it was when it was danny briere was like he's couturier is actually closer in age with my kids like couturier was legit couturier was legit 18 and briere is like close to 30 at this point and his kids are like 12 and he's like yeah he like plays video games with my kids all day like that's he was legit danny's like third son like that it was that it was that's what i'm saying it was really fucking funny uh like i'm I like that they. Dad is going to make him stay. Dad is going to say, "Listen, I really don't want him to stay, Claude. Like, I'm going out to get you. It's no, it's it's not good for the franchise, and it's not good for him if he stays. Him, we're at an impasse. We're we're at an impasse here. Like, I I talked about that that uh, friends. The last time they had this season, the year before they signed Briere, they had an asset. His name was Peter Forsberg. They turned him into. Eventually, I think it was all pre-planned, but whatever. You can say it wasn't. I believe it was. They turned him into Scott Hartnell and Chemo Team in it. That's the t- if they're gonna like try to this aggressive retool that they're trying instead of rebuilding. That's the exact type of move that they need to be able to pull off. And the only thing with that sort of uh, value is Claude Giroux. I think they can get something for Rasmus Ristolainen. I think they can get something for Justin Braun. I think they can get something for Martin Jones, Derek Broussard. But, like, if they're going to actually do this aggressive retool, Claude Giroux has to be traded. Yeah. 100%. And in my defense... Okay. Johnny Hockey. Like, I really, I've, I've convinced myself, guys. So this oh, is how he, I, far off the deep end I've, I've gone. Like, I am way off the deep end. The Flyers have broken me. And I've convinced myself that Danny Briere is here uh-huh. to keep Claude Giroux happy. And they're going to bring in Johnny Goudreau this offseason. The Flyers are going to be good again. I don't know like, how That's how, how delusional and uh, crazy yeah, how I am. Him? How are we paying John? Like, what is Claude Giroux don't willing care. to Wingman? play for? <laughs> Like, is Claude Giroux going to play for $4 million? Because, like, 
He shouldn't. I guess if he signs an eight-year deal, he could. It seems asinine to me. But if like, like hockey players are stupid loyal and they make yeah. stupid career moves yeah. based on their stupid misplaced loyalty for the organization. I really, I really need him not to think about the Flyers. What's like? I need him to think about himself on an open. If market. he really loves the Flyers so much, come back in the summertime and sign a hometown deal. Like you can do that. No one ever does. In People the, always say like, "Are right, you gonna trade him?" And then they'll sign and get. No, they won't. They never do. But if he really wanted to, he could. In the open market, if Giroux were to like not take a long term deal, say he gets three, four years. What's he worth? Like, at least six, right? At least six. At least minimum. six. Minimum. Bare minimum. Because here's the thing, and you've said this JVR a million times. JVR got seven. Bill. Yeah, this is the thing. You've said this a whole bunch of times, and it's very true. Claude Giroux is not supposed to be your best player. Like, he's not, not supposed anymore. to be. Not right now. Yeah, yeah he's not supposed not to anymore. be your best player anymore. Yeah. So, like, him as a, a piece on a really good team that needs you know, a third line winger that can play center, you know, whatever. He's like a fucking Swiss army knife of skilled hockey player. You'd be nuts not to sign him for five or six, but the flyers can't do that because they need better players than Claude Giroux right now. He's our best player, but he shouldn't be our best player. They could, they could, I feel, I feel like he's going to resign in Calgary. That's for the aforementioned so loyalty reasons. They're all so stupid. What, Steph? I just need the Flyers to finally just once come out on the, the winning side of this guy is from here. That oh, would be I'm, nice. I'm there confident. aren't that many from here guys. So. Uh, yeah, like Bobby one. Ryan never actually wanted to come here. Like none of the, all these guys, none of, them, none of them wanted to come home. I fully believe that they are capable of signing Johnny Goudreau. I think that's like a real possibility this offseason. I just don't see how you afford him and Claude Giroux unless Giroux does something real dumb. Now, listen, if I I still, regardless, I want to trade him. Like, fine, come back here in the summer. And if he wants to sign a long-term deal for well under what he's worth uh, in terms of a yearly cap hit, okay. Uh, But... I don't see why he'd do that when he can just maximize, you know, I don't know. I don't know what these guys have in their brains. They do dumb shit all the time. All the time. (laughs) Sean Couturier re-signing for what he did This sounds extremely relatable, and it could (laughs) apply to every situation where there is a group of men. Like, like, like Sean Couturier Couturier should have hit free agency. Like, you know, what's he thinking? Uh, but whatever. Um, I really just don't want them to run it back. Like, I need a change. And I love Giroux. I, he's, There's no way. Right? I just don't see how it works. They, they're not. I've, I don't think there's anybody on earth, short of Steph Driver, no offense, that thinks that Claude Giroux is not getting it's traded. Fine. Like, I feel like I there's just been tacit acknowledgement that it's going to happen. Like, I, I know in my head that it's going. Like, I hope that Claude Giroux but my heart. made very good friends with the Avalanche boys while he was out there in Vegas. Like, I hope he was like, fuck, this is fun. Yeah, right. Like, 
Look at these guys that can do things when I get them the puck. This is fucking wild. That's what I really wanted to talk about with G. Um, Like, talking about this all-star MVP. Like, I don't want to make a big deal out of the fucking all-star game because it's 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 a it's a fake scrimmage like it's horrible i'm glad you said that because i saw people <laughs> online being like oh we, we the all-star game matters now yeah yeah this time it does what of it <laughs> yeah. fuck over it like, Jesus it's, Christ. It's, it's the all- <laughs> this <laughs> is the one single time this is the time like, do you have a problem with this like what do you want logical consistency we're sports fans this year it matters <laughs> who gives a fuck I, I was pissed because I bet on the fucking Central Division. Uh, but, um, like, I, and I don't want to shortchange. Giroux, in his time, has got to play with some players who were pretty good. Uh, Jake, in his prime, was excellent. Wayne Simmons, a hell of a hockey player. Braden Shen put a few years together there where he really looked like something. Uh, Yager, even though not in his prime, was awesome. Couturier, for a few years, was really a 1C. Uh, This year, Cam Atkinson, awesome. But he's really never gotten to play consistently with All-Stars. And has there ever been a player, like, a guy who would benefit more from playing? Like, he's all about his creativity and his vision and his IQ. Imagine if he got to play with somebody as good as him. For even at this point in his career, what he'd be able to do, and it gets me like I'm like allow your mind to wander for a bit. Some scenarios of when Claude Giroux leaves, we don't you know they've been off. They're gonna play one game in the next week. I don't really care. I want to talk about Giroux scenarios. Steph obviously wants him to stay and stay forever, and you know what? That's a valid opinion. How will you, you? How will it feel just- though? When he does go, like, what are you, when he lifts that cup for another team, how's that going to feel? So here's the thing. When both Richard, for Richards and Timonen, both of them, I, I, this is the dumbest thing I'm ever going to say. I have a tendency to tear up when the cup comes out <laughs> yeah. every time because I am like that i mean of course it's an emotional thing but and Timonen was like especially Timonen, yeah that one i cried a little little bit of tears and I did as richards well. i did because i love him with my life and I'm so sad that it, yes he was wearing that the it wrong didn't, fucking it didn't jersey work here and claude Giroux is gonna be on that level for me like at this point i want him traded because i want him to win yeah. that's what i he that's my us, focus right he now he gave like, us I everything he had about the flyers yeah exactly and this organization yeah. <laughs> just completely ruined like just wasted his entire career so i really hope that whatever team he chooses is the one because i i like i need it to happen okay so here's my thoughts right so let's say he gets traded to a good team um, that goes far in the playoffs but does not win the cup. Emotionally destroyed, Stephanie. That's where I will be. Yeah, like that is emotional damage. Yes. When they show him, remember the Joe Thornton, the Joe Thornton shot? No, I can't. When he was just like. I can't because if that's Claude Giroux, like I will fling myself into a river. Just like the blank 
stare of knowing it was not going to happen. Ever. Like, that's that's the look. Yeah. I can't can't have that happen. I need him to pick the right team. Like, so like... Here's here's the the overarching scenarios. So number one, he needs to waive his no trade clause first. And from what I've heard, he has not been asked to do that. We are still very far away from the trade, the trade deadline, deadline is which is usually in mid February. So far, it's but now we're it's it's not in mid February anymore. It Two is months. like. It's forever. It's still like over a month away. The fact that he hasn't been asked to waive his no trade clause does not necessarily mean that he won't be. It's just, it's very, very early. So he's got to be willing to do that first. And that's where we come into the first variable. Like, does Claude Giroux want to leave or not? And, And I think that that, it is, it's a good question because he's got multiple properties in the Philadelphia area. He's got his two kids, like, and, and they have a, support, a whole support system here because he's been living here for a fucking half century. So that's the first variable for me. Does he even want to leave? And in my heart, again, because I've lost it, I say no, he doesn't want to. I mean, he can but live here all he because wants. Because hockey players are stupid. Anyway. Like, I, right, I feel because like he... hockey players are stupid, he'll probably be like, yeah, I'll trade. I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and wave this for you, the Flyers, because I love you, the Flyers. And then he'll like go to fucking Ottawa or something. No, so here's the thing. It's up to him where he goes. And I feel like if he's come to the conclusion. I know, I know it is, but I don't trust them no. to make good decisions for themselves. I, th- I just think that if he decides that he is going to leave, and all of, obviously everything that you said is true, but, like, I feel like they're not going to ask him. Like, he's going to say, Chuck, let's sit down. He's going to say, I'm waiving my no-trade clause. I want to go here. And then it's up to Chuck to get the best deal out of that team. I think that that's the only way that it happens. I, I don't-, don't think that, like, Chuck can take offers from everyone. But, like, I, I feel like it doesn't matter if Chuck gets a really, really good offer from the L.A. Kings. Like, if I'm Claude Giroux, I what mean, am I going there for? I think there's like, only going to the be— point? I mean, that's, that's a really good point. Like, if, if I'm not going I, I to win, I might as well stay with the shitty team that I love. Otherwise— I, I don't think—I don't think that Claude is going to be the one to approach them. I, I don't at all think that that's— I His think there's kind I think of they're going to have to approach him. I think there's got to be some sort of understanding of when things heat up, we'll talk. It's like, yeah, yeah probably. like teams are going to try to conserve teams are going to try to conserve cap space. Like, even if we retain 50% of his salary, teams don't want to take on four, four plus million dollars until they absolutely have to. Like, and to that end, like, yes, the LA Kings right now are in a playoff spot. Will they be in a month? Perhaps, because the Pacific is fucking trash. But, But like... they're not gonna win the cup. (laughs) Yeah, no, but everyone wants a shot. That's the thing. Maybe he would want to go there. I don't know. But I think the teams that... Well, none of his friends are there anymore. The teams that will be most involved will be the top-end teams. 
Colorado, I mean, Vegas, no, because they have uh, the cap gymnastics they're going to have to pull off if they want Eichel back in the regular season are unbelievable. I'm very excited to see how they do this. (laughs) Yeah, like, honestly, though, like, we might get Riley, like, Vegas might want Giroux for, like, Riley Smith or something, and then, like, all right, we'll talk. Uh, But, like... Vegas would be spicy. Colorado, Vegas, Vegas Florida, Tampa. Send Claude Giroux to Vegas and Nolan Patrick comes home. Oh, Steph, I he's, he's don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> yeah, and that are, is are we the... worried about my mental health now? Because I'm I might a little be bit. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Say one more weird thing, and I'm gonna pause the recording, and we're gonna have a chat. I'll tell you what I'd really like, life. though. I, <laughs> I, Florida and Toronto are becoming more attractive to me because Joe Thornton and uh, Wayne Simmons. I wouldn't hate either of those. I. I, as good as Toronto is, I feel like we've seen this before. <laughs> and like, I, I still the question path, their ability. There, it is the not path even is so hard. Their path, the path in the Atlantic Division is brutal. Like yes. you, you could be the best team in that division and not make it out of the first round. Like very much on the table for that division. Uh, it is what it is over there, but. Like, I really think, like, like Colorado and Vegas are both destined for the Western Conference Final. Like, unless something real stupid happens, that's going to happen. Uh, but, yeah, the East is just kind of really, Did really tough. Did they meeting in, like, the second round again? Remember when that happened? That was the worst thing that ever happened. I think because both are going to, like, walk away with their divisions. Can't. Okay, good. I, I don't think that's they better. can. Yeah. I hope. I, I, really I haven't hope. thought that far ahead, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, <clears throat> like, scenarios, like, Drew not winning, and he just makes it far. Like, I would just like to see him have a chance. How will, like, I'm not going to sugarcoat Drew's playoff shortcomings lately. He hasn't been great in the playoffs in several seasons. Um, what if he has, like, what if he's a Con Smythe contender? Like, how will you oh, feel about that? God. Very like, good. If he just, feel good if he about just that. gets... How many tears I would cry? Mm. I'll be a like, little... I would drown the entire Atlanta metro area in, in the week's worth of tears that I would cry for joy for Claude Giroux. Like, if he just straight gets carried, like, chemo teaming and chemo teaming and only took the ice because he's chemo teaming in those playoffs. Yeah. He yeah. shouldn't have been playing. He was risking his fucking life. Um, and he was done at that point. He was cooked. Um, yeah. Claude Giroux. Blood clots in his lungs. Yeah. Like, this is a group of people that know how fucking serious that is. Yeah, I would not recommend. Claude Giroux. Not like, if, if he were to just be carried and win the cup, I'd be like, good for you. You got your name on the cup. He if won't he, be, If he is, like, the deciding factor for a team in winning to the point he's a Conn Smythe contender, he wins the Conn Smythe, whatever. Yes, I will be so happy for him. I will feel a little shorted. Oh, boy. I was waiting for it because I was thinking in my Teensy head. bit. We would have to. Teensy bit. Bathe in all of the piss baby tears from every Flyers fan who was like, oh, couldn't do it here. Bad leader. But you go to a team where you're not the captain and you can do it. Like, I. Eh. Ugh. I will have 10%. I will be 90% happy for him. And 10% of me will be like. Motherfucker, you, you were here that, like, for a decade and a half. And do you think, like, maybe it might be easier to perform at your peak 
when you're not the only fucking guy doing it. Absolutely. When you don't have the weight of 18 sure. other guys on your back, it's a little bit easier yes. to perform. When Andrew McDonald, like. when Andrew McDonald isn't your top pair defenseman, it's probably Maybe. a lot easier to win the Stanley Cup and perform well. When we talk a lot about like you know how people always bring up how like having tough guys on the team isn't just about having tough guys. It's about how in the other team's heads, they're like scared to go out on the ice because the other, so the mental aspect, blah, blah, blah. If you're Claude Giroux and in the back of your mind, you know, if I don't win this playoff series all by myself, then we're not going to win it. Like that probably, probably squeezing your stick a little bit tighter than you should. Maybe Just like a little bit. bit of pressure, not a, a whole lot. I can't imagine my entire career resting on this one single moment. Just but, a little bit. You know. A little bit. Just a little bit. It's like, you know, say say in an elimination game, Sean Couturier on an injured knee scores a hat trick. Maybe you could have contributed a bit. Oh, come on. William. Okay, I, no, we're not doing that. We're not doing I that. I said I'll be happy we're for either, him. Listen, there's multiple. I'm, I'm listen, layered. There, there, I got there layers only two, here. There are only two ways that this is going to go. He either stays and we're mad that he stays. <laughs> Fucking or Bill he leaves and we're happy he leaves. <laughs> like, that's it. Those are the only two options. My that's nickname it. in volleyball was Ogre, Kelly. I got layers. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh god! I'm picturing you playing volleyball, and I'm uh, all right. I was excellent. I don't doubt that for one second. All hustle, baby. In high school, I was totally like Daria. Like, don't make me do physical sports. I'll oh, do them if I, I was, want to, not because you tell me to. I I was diving all over the place, tearing up my gym sweatpants, just going wild. Love that. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're we're gonna take a break. And we're going to talk some more Giroux and then maybe some other shit on the other side. I don't know. I don't know how long we've been talking at this point. Uh, but we're going to take a break. So hang out. Uh, listen about this product or service. And we'll be back. All right, fam. We have returned with more Broad Street Hockey Radio. And as promised, we're going to talk more Giroux. Now, like, I'm not saying I'm going to be like... No, I am going to be a little bitter. Like, how could you not be? How, a little bit... No. Just a 10%. No. No. Zero. Zero percent. Zero percent. Because it has no impact on my life. Like, it doesn't have any impact on my life, whether he plays well for another team or not. That's, it does not matter. But you're going to be happy when he wins. What matters to me, that's going to make me happy. That's the part that makes me happy, not the fact that, He's doing it for someone else. I mean, that, yes, would make me sad, but not that because part just of his makes effort me, level. Yeah, that part just makes me pissed off at the Flyers. Yeah. Mostly, yes. Yeah. Like, I want to be, like, I, I I be proven right about Giroux. Like, I believe, given a better cast, he could have done it here. When he, he does it, could have. I will be no, upset. No, that's exactly what the problem is, yeah. But, like, you know... He had he had playoff series with like one or two points. Okay, that's not enough. Nope, we're not doing this. <laughs> we're not doing this. If we're he not goes, doing this without Charlie, if he goes, Charlie yells at you in an effective way, <laughs> and I just yell at you in a way that makes us both angry and also wrong. So the answer <laughs> for this is 
sample size. And yeah, there's one or two games that Claude Giroux will go without points. And that's how it happens. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, they yes. needed a little more out of him sometimes. I will be happy when he does it somewhere else. But a little part like, of there's me... Only, there's only so much blood that you can bleach from a stone. Like, there's only so much. And I, I fully recognize they would not have ever sniffed the playoffs without him. They would have been a bottom five team without him being Claude Giroux all these years. Without a doubt. Like, the talent level that has surrounded him for the majority of his career has been subpar, to say the least. A little yep. part of me will be like, God damn it. You couldn't have done <laughs> it here. Well, we'll fight about it then, because if we... If, if the, the, the whole culmination of this year ends in Claude Giroux winning a cup and a Conn Smythe award, we'll argue about it then. That's fine. What was up with this Dave Scott fan email? I saw a synopsis of it. I saw Kelly put it in the, uh, in the outline. Only because- oh, yeah. So that was, Kelly, do you want to talk about that? Yeah. It, it, it's just one of those things where, like, okay, so Dave Scott sends an email. Like pers- I mean, like, not personally, because, like, he didn't hit the button. But, like, he composed an email to season ticket holders saying, like, hey, guys, uh, we know everything sucks. Sorry about that. Um, And we're not going to raise ticket prices, even though we've lost a fuck ton of money because of COVID and we've spent $300 million making the building nicer. Um, Thank you for your service and following the Philadelphia Flyers. Like that was the, like the gist of the email. Um, And of course this pissed people off because reasons. I guess. I don't know. It's just like, it's very exhausting. Like, do you want this guy to be your buddy like Ed Snyder was? Or do you want him to not be? Because you've been complaining that he's not Ed Snyder. So like, okay, he's going to try to talk to you. Like what, like what the fuck? I don't like, what do you want? Like, why are you having feelings about this one way or the other is what I don't understand. Why the feelings? People are just mad. Like that's the, no matter what, until the team wins, people are going to just be mad for no reason. I will say, like, not raising prices, cool. Um, it's not like tickets aren't already ridiculously expensive, though. They're too like, expensive. They're fucking stupid expensive. Um, you made the building nicer for you. So, like, don't put that on the fans well, either. Like, we could, we'd be perfectly happy playing in the Spectrum if the team was good. Sticky floor, one bathroom in the basement, fucking, like, you know, getting burned by cigarettes in the seats like I was when I was a kid. Um, We'd be completely fucking happy with that if the team didn't blow. And you need a nice stadium, that's cool. Ownership groups like to do that stuff, that's fine. I just... In the synopsis I read, it was all about ticket prices. And, like, when I saw that Dave Scott wrote a letter to fans, I'm not saying I was expecting the Rangers letter where it was like, here's our plan. It's going to go this way. We already know they're not going to rebuild and tear it all down because they said so. But the focus on business rather than the fucking team, I think, is what gets people a little sometimes. But Dave Scott... Isn't an, that's the thing I don't understand. I know. I He's know. not the guy. Like, you're, you're still mad at Chuck Fletcher. 
Like maybe write a letter to his but whatever, special assistant. Whatever Dave Scott tells Chuck Fletcher to do is what gonna, is what the direction of the team's going to be. Otherwise, Chuck Nobody Fletcher doesn't. will get fired. Chuck, he doesn't tell Chuck Fletcher what to do. Once again, the only connection there is that Dave Scott has decided that Chuck Fletcher is the guy to run the hockey. That part makes sense. Like, be pissed off that he has decided that Chuck Fletcher is the guy to run the hockey. But Chuck Fletcher's making all the hockey decisions. Dave Scott isn't Every doing it. single one. He, Dave Scott isn't calling and saying, go sign Ilya Brzgalov for way too much money because I think we need a good goalie to win. Like, <laughs> Dave Scott said, Chuck, I think you're good at hockey things because Bob Clark told me that probably. Um, so go do the hockey things. And Chuck Fletcher's doing all of them. So you're pissed off at Chuck Fletcher. Like, just focus it there because focus it, focusing at other places is just is, makes you look stupid. The end. I yeah, just, no, I ahead, I just don't like I can't bring myself to give a shit about the season ticket holders. Yes, like I know that I sh- I like I just don't care about them. This is not something that's important to me. Like I understand if you are a season ticket holder, it's important to you, but to me, I don't care what you do with your money and I don't care what perks you get from the team for spending that money like that's all your choice and I don't think that you deserve a higher air quote status in the Flyers community because you're a season ticket holder like I just don't give a shit and I'm sorry if that makes people mad but I don't also oh, no, I've, I've said a bunch of times like on post game the way the season ticket holders are treated does not matter to me a little bit you chose to spend this money. Could not you get that. season tickets. You get a guaranteed yeah, that's, that's seat at every game. For. That's what you paid for. I Take don't give it. a shit about anything else. And if they took away every single one of the perks and the team was good, you wouldn't give a fuck about your perks. Like, once again, we're pissed off about the hockey team, and that's Chuck. Like, yeah. I, I'm sorry you didn't so, get a, a bobblehead. <laughs> if the team was good, you wouldn't care. Right. But then, um, of course, the bobbleheads so would be called a distraction. On, on season ticket holders, <laughs> the, this the the letter to fans, or, or rather, to six season ticket holders, like that's you know the owner of the team, so that's that's a a personal touch as opposed to getting it from your sales rep. But like, also, I don't. Like- I also like. I don't care. I I, I just. And it's not that I don't care about what the Flyers are doing, but that's also a part of it. I don't care about the season ticket holders. And also, like, believe me when I tell you that I could give one single fuck about a very rich man in charge of a very large corporation. He's the person that I hate most in life. Um, But, like, at least acknowledge that, like, you're all bitching that Dave Scott is too aloof and doesn't show enough care and blah, 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 blah. Well, he's trying to do that. If that's what you want from him, he's trying to do it. I don't know why you want that from him. He's not your friend. He's just a fucking rich guy that runs a big company and doesn't give a fuck about you or anybody else. Um, So, like, okay, if you want him to be your buddy, he's trying to do that. I don't know what else you want from this stupid man that's in charge of a corporation. He's a monster. Probably. Sorry, Dave. He's no offense. Um, Jesus Christ. I mean, I listen, mean, we are CEO we are extreme comrades on this show. They know they know what they're getting a major from us. Corporation. That's not a fucking monster. Like he would probably lay off two thousand people tomorrow if it would make him more money. No offense, Dave. Sorry. Um, 
But it, it's just like if you hold on, no, 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 no. There is there is a point that I wanted to make there. Like the okay. Flyers did not lay off That's anybody other, yeah, during COVID. Didn't. That's true. That's very true. They did not one single person, and we know of many teams in the NHL were just like, oh, you're on furlough forever with no money. Teams, so. owned, teams owned by one single person, one single guy that owns a team laid we off know, a whole bunch of people. We know a tenant in that building who uh, decided yeah. to lay some people off. Yeah, the one single rich guy that owns that team, the one single owner that is fucking everywhere making his name known, like, because that's better <laughs> than a corporation. Shit, making shit for fanatics. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> trash. I will say he has so the 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 Fanatics building is in Conshohocken because I used to work there. Uh not for Fanatics, but for their sister company. Um and he has he's got a whole like helicopter pad in the no, middle of, of the field in, in Conshohocken. What is he going to drive like, like a poor person? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I will say I, I can only imagine. He takes a fucking helicopter from the Wells Fargo Center to Conshohocken because the pores, or I'm sorry, yes, no, that's what I'm saying. The pores have to sit on 76. Yeah. The, the rich don't do that. Yeah. I will Imagine say, not having a guy like that owning your team. Don't you wish you had a guy like that that really cared about the fans? Fuck out of here. They're all rich assholes, yeah. every single one of them. Yeah. Is it a company? Is it a man? Who the fuck They want to see Dave Scott on the subway. They want to see Dave Scott on the L oh, with yeah, them every Ed day. Oh, yeah, Ed Snyder like, took the L all the time. Like, Ed yeah. Snyder loved all the time. people. Ed Snyder showed up in his orange and black Jeep. Well, we're having anyway. a good show. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> what the fuck were we talking about? Uh, all right. I have so, no idea. We're so off the rails. Is, uh, <sighs> is Broussard, Mayhew, Lindblom, Yandel, and Ristolainen the worst five-man power play group? Oh, my God. Thank you for bringing that up. When I saw that yesterday, I was like... Oh, and I don't mean the worst okay. five-man power play group imaginable for this team. It's like <laughs> they have no talent. I mean, like in the history of the fucking sport, each one of them individually, I could see a case for <laughs> on a power play unit together. <laughs> together is wild. I, I was. I mean, we've been talking about putting Risto on for a while yeah. because that's the one thing he was good at in. In Buffalo. No, that's, I get what I want. And Yandel. Yandel. Oh, that's a choice. I, I think hope, I hope that no you one, guys like, need to put some respect. <laughs> I think y'all need to put some respect on Jerry Mayhew's name. There is definitely a Jerry. worse person. No, individually, you can make a case for any of them on a power play group. This being your five-man fucking contingency is insanity and it shows you just how far this team has fallen like honestly i do think these three i am convinced they are gonna score tonight they're <laughs> like now these three forwards think about like what they do they're gonna like get in on the four check they're gonna be annoying and win battles they might be the better of the two groups just because the power play is so awful and these guys try real hard I'm I'm just I just hope the puck never goes the other way with that group on the ice cuz that's going to be a you know losses or wins now Kelly. Yeah. It's up to you Carter. On the I need I need Derek Brassard. Let's do it. I need Derek Brassard to score a power play goal like in the second period and be traded before he can get hurt in the third. 
That's what I really need from Derek Broussard, is him to be traded immediately so he can't get hurt again. I did see that and think, like, "Mm, maybe they are in in a tank. Maybe maybe they got Mike Yo on board with a tank, and he's just like, let's fucking do it. Like, Risto rips one, Broussard tips it in, trade them both immediately. Trade them both immediately. (laughs) So, with that in mind... What, what's do that? you have any thoughts on the new assistant coach yet? I don't think we've really seen him. Oh, in that more guy. Than two games. Has he? We haven't seen him at all, have we? No, because he's been in COVID protocol. He, he was in COVID protocol, and then he did, he's done practices, but I don't think we've seen him in a game yet. I, I don't remember was convinced time. that we saw him once behind the bench, but there is a really, really good chance that I made that up. You could also be correct, and I have no idea. It feels okay, like good. seventeen all- years since the last Flyers game. It's been yeah. one week. I, uh, I, Steph, were you, you were on the last show, right? No. No. Oh. And I don't remember why. Oh, I was sick. I had a fever. Okay. I said he looks like. Good times all around. Highly recommend getting sick in the middle of winter during a pandemic and being worried that you're dying. I did not die. I said he looks like. I lived, bitch. I said he looks like Eric Lindros with the eyebrows of the Russian coach from Miracle. Oh, I yeah. Laughed. No, I listened to oh, last week's. I laughed, and then I agreed. Okay. I couldn't unsee it, and that bothered me. He looks surprisingly, like, a lot like Eric Lindros. Yeah, and I didn't see it at all before you said it. Now I can't unsee yeah. it. So. Thanks. Yeah, no, I think so. There are, oh, my God, there are 37 games left in this season. Oh, no. 30 fucking seven. So. I no, want, thank you. Yeah. How do I how do I decline? <laughs> Just forfeit, please. So with 37 games left, I want to s- assign some sort of purpose, uh, some semblance of meaning to these games. So it's not like I'm just wasting mm. three hours for the next, you know, three months. Um, what are we going to watch for? What is going to give these games meaning? And I think Steph, even though she's losing her mind, uh, it hit on something important. While Claude Giroux is still here, I believe every night we should appreciate getting to watch Claude Giroux because uh, it's coming to an end. And you know what? Like I said earlier, yeah, maybe he could have given us more in some playoff series and blah, blah, blah. Whatever you want to say about Giroux, you cannot say he didn't give us everything he had. Like, the dude, do you think he never misses games because he never gets hurt? No. he He's he's played through everything. He's given you pretty much all he's had his entire tenure here. Uh, and he's been really fucking good for most of it, except for, like, two years where he was actually injured and just played through it because that's what Claude Giroux does. Um, I think appreciating Claude Giroux is the most important thing up until he gets traded. Until then, um, or after that, really. Oscar Lindblom, seeing him continue to turn back into the guy we think he might be. Uh, Carter Hart continuing his really good season. Jerry Mayhew. Eh, You know, fuck it. Have some fun. Jerry Mayhew gets to stand out this year. Good for him. What else do we think this season could be about in these final 37? Two things. (laughs) I think we need to make a bingo card because, like, I think we need to make our own bingo card for things that we are interested in seeing for the rest of the season. Like just one for BSH radio. 
how much fun would that be? A lot. That would be fun. So we'll do that. And then the next, I think I mentioned this on a post game once, but it may have been the post game that Green Room lost. By the way, if you're listening to this and you were on that post game that I hosted instead of Bill because Bill was sick, I have been in constant communication with Green Room and they have not been in constant communication with me. I'm still trying to find that fucking file. So anyway, um, what is important for me the rest of the season is to look at, at the youths. So Cam York, uh, Isaac Ratcliffe. Morgan Frost, all all of the kids that necessarily that shouldn't necessarily be playing this season, but are. Um, I, I want to pay extra special attention to them and just see, you know, what we've got in these kids. Because if they're good, then that only means good things for the future. If they're bad, then oh boy, this this is gonna take a lot longer than we ever thought. Um, so that's that's one thing that I'm interested in. Um, I also, again, maximum chaos, like lose out. That's fine. They already sent all the kids back down, Step Driver. Yeah, but that's like, for but, now, the fan. But like, they're calling game. them back up, too. Yeah, they oh, haven't had a game. Like, I, Isaac Ratcliffe got called up yesterday. Uh, Ratcliffe oh, is back. He? The Phantoms, I believe, had to play yeah. last night or something. I, I feel like the Phantoms just didn't have enough guys. So, like, I think mm. Cam York and Morgan Frost will be back. Maybe not tonight, and that's annoying. But, you know, with 37 games left, if they play in the next 36, I'll fucking live. Yeah, I that's fair enough. <clears throat> Remember when you looked at a team... A- game against the Detroit Red Wings and you were like yeah it's a win (laughs) sure did now I'm hoping it's not that was a did and a do in the same word now I'm just like oh Detroit they're not that good the Flyers might be able to win fuck (laughs) no I mean they're they're better than the Flyers yeah they're better than the Flyers but they're not like I think the only team right now that I can look at and be like yeah the Flyers can beat them is Arizona yeah maybe the Canadian Canadians are and having the Lehigh Valley trouble. Phantoms. The Flyers could beat the Lehigh Valley Phantoms right Speaking now. Speaking because- of, can we just like, okay, so remember that whole acknowledgement about how they're going to focus on development and like improve their hire a bunch of people? Like, how long are we going to let Ian LaPerriere ruin the AHL hockey team? Because that's got to be hindering some development, no? Like, it's real bad. It's not just like a little bit bad. That's one of these real things. Bad. That's one of these things about, uh, like, yeah, I'm happy Danny Briere's here, I guess. Cool, whatever. But this old boys club, it's not paying off. Um, nope. We're not, sure isn't. we're not seeing any, like, who are the, like, who has, who's been developed? Since Anne LaPerriere's been here, you know, he's been, he's been the professional best friend. He's had all these roles. Now he's the fucking Phantoms coach. Maybe these players just aren't good enough. Or maybe there's something else the matter. Like I said, I think I said it last week. There's something real weird. They can't have missed this many times. Exactly. Having a prospect pool that was highly rated by every prospect expert in the entire NHL sphere and not a single one of them hit. Like, not a single one. Yeah. That's fucking weird. Like, we're saying... It is. We're saying at 26, like, oh yeah, Travis Sanheim's like a decent player. Like, that's the best we've done. Yeah, whoa. That, yeah, right I, I've got a couple of thoughts about that. So, like, one is 
through the draft, if you get an NHL player, like that's a win because it is well such a a, a crapshoot. I mean, in the first round, you should but, come away with an NHL player, right? So we'd have done that, like first round. But then, Who? like, there is absolutely merit to the fact, like, what. Garman Rubstov, where the fuck is he? Where the fuck are yeah, he's got like any of the first the round NHL. picks except for Farabee from the past ten years? Like where where are they? That's like Yeah, just... all right. Konechny is here, Provorov is here, Stanheim's here, but like fuck. If just like there's other ways to judge players than just raw points totals. But like looking at who contributes on this team, none of them are Hextall era draft picks. Like none. No, they're um, all guys so they had to sign. To say. They're all guys they had to sign, or guys who are already here. I've got a couple things to say, and I know that we're right up at the end of the yeah. show, so this might be like a continuation for next week. But number one, a theme for this season has been the Flyers mistreat their alumni, blah blah blah. And then we look at how many alumni are actually hired by the Flyers. And what the fuck have they done? Yeah, what just... the fuck have these dudes done? Like the last guy, the last alumni that we were really excited about that was universally beloved was Ron Hextall. And look at how well that went. Like if, if in four years we're looking at this special assistant to the general manager and Danny Briere is now dead to us, like uh, I, I, I'm just not ready to live in a world where the Flyers keep hiring shitty alumni to do jobs. Not saying that Danny Breer is going to oh, be shitty or anything like that, but I'm just so sick of, of the narrative being the Flyers don't do anything for their alumni, but they also hire back all of their alumni, and these alumni are generally trash. I'm not here for the both sides of the argument situation. Um, and then the next part is there's absolutely a problem with the the Flyers development with the Flyers training staff. There, there's something fucky. There's something rotten happening. And I don't know at what level it is. This is what um, they're not good at developing. And it's probably because we have a bunch of guys from the seventies in charge of shaping the hockey team for 2022. Like that's not, maybe that's not a good idea. Yeah. Like head pro scout. Is is this Lappy's first, is is this Lappy's first season as head coach in Lehigh Valley? Yes. That's what I thought. And they have been So I, I already know that they're going to say, they're, they're, they're just going to say all of his players were up in the NHL and then COVID. Like, that's already, we already know how this is going to play out. I'm sure, but it's like, yeah. I can't wait until we, um, we draft Connor Bedard and then tell him that he needs to be more of a two-way player. <laughs> That'll be fun. I, I don't even have words for that because... Because it, it would happen. Because <laughs> it would happen. Because it would happen. Like, why 100%. is this? Why did we choose this for ourselves? I was very be- young. I don't know what seemed, happened to you. It seemed better than getting a real job. <laughs> I was an adult. I know. You did this when you were fully formed. What was your problem? I was like 11. You made a bad choice. <laughs> I. Yeah, like I had I Eric clearly Lindros, lost it. it. <laughs> yeah, it's Eric Lindros' fault. Thanks a lot, buddy. Ugh. 
Do we have anything I blame. I actually about? blame Danny Briere. Danny Briere was my first Flyers boyfriend. So Danny Hey, and maybe maybe Briere's the savior. You never know. Maybe. Like maybe he is a brilliant. I mean, I, I, I love him. Man, this show is, uh, I'm just this saying, show is depressing. <laughs> Eric Tolsky's interviewing for GM jobs is all I'm gonna say. Well, look at the look at I, the hurricanes. Look what the hurricanes were before and what they are now. Well, did he play maybe, for the Flyers? I, maybe we could copy them. He did wrote he? for Flyers blog. Is that the same? Oh, Eric Tolsky is. It's the same. I think he's he's little. I could be making that up. I've never actually met him. You mean like short? Yeah. Uh, Danny Breer's like five four. I mean, he's like that's a good point. I feel like he's normal man height. Did he play Is for he the Flyers? Not like tall, but like normal man height. Doctor T, do not listen to this. He is normal man height. <laughs> normal, yeah. I'm six sorry, Doctor T. We're all six foot. You now, normal man height is six feet. We're I was gonna say, yeah, tall. you're all you're all six feet. Five yeah. eleven, if you want to be honest about it. That's I was 5'11 like eleven means five six. I called Ava like five eight or something the other day, and she's like, I'm like not five eight. I'm like five six or something. I was like, oh, maybe I'm not six feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> um. I was going to say, Ava feels a taller than 5'6", right. but she wears heels. But no, she feels taller than 5'6". I'm 5'2", and she's more than four inches taller than me. Eh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's it, the weirdest show we've ever done. Here's, here's the thing. Yeah, back to, back to uh, Eric T. Um, unless he's personal friends with Bob Clark or he wore a Flyers jersey... He ain't going to be the fucking general manager. So we they can get that out of our heads. Yeah, yeah. There's no way. I'm sure that they call him like a fucking nerd in the room or something. Oh, because, 100%. You know, I, yeah. I want to switch gears and actually talk about the All-Star game for a second. Because I, okay. that's a thing I watched that very little of it. I watched the skills competition. I did not watch any of the game itself. So... The skills competition, whatever Claude Giroux was participating in with the, with the fountain and the light-up puck, I don't understand what was happening there. And I don't know why it was included. I, I appreciated the light-up puck, but also it made Roman Yossi sad, and that's not something that I can appreciate. Um, but I do love that the women's hockey player one, but I also don't like. I don't know what that event was about, other than the Bellagio fountain. Yeah. Uh, the cards I thought was a lot of fun, but it's just it was more like dudes playing street hockey and aiming at trees and stuff. Like okay, but it was fun. The breakaway challenge I thought was fucking ab- like an abomination. I thought that was so bad. Oh, um, the only thing I saw was what Trevor's else did they do? Is that yeah. the one that did the How dog cool ball? is that? How fun for him. I, uh, I have it on my DVR. I haven't watched it yet. I did see some reactions on Twitter.com, and it really surprises me not even a little bit that the NHL fucked up the two parts that sounded the coolest, which were the, the stuff happening on the strip and the fountain thing. Like, they well, really I just can't execute the- anything properly. The cards one, I don't think that that was bad. It just wasn't quite what they build it as, I don't think. It doesn't, it didn't sound to me like it was like 
they didn't really take full advantage of the idea of shutting down the Las Vegas Strip to do a thing. Is what no. it sounded like to me. Like if if they were going to do some it. type of sharpshooter event, they shouldn't have let the players see the cards. Like if if they had turned them around and like made it a guessing game, that would have been a lot more cool. They can never do I don't know. Right. I just I didn't see any like of the it. The skills but it competition is like... easily. It sounds like the old Danny Breer. We're having, we're having connection issues, so we're just talking windows. over each other all the time. Sorry. I watched um, the game. I thought the game was fun. I like the three-on-three tournament format that they have settled on. Yeah, no, I think, I think that the format is fun. I think the NHL All-Star game is the most fun out of all of the league's All-Star situations. But it just it didn't it didn't dazzle me the way that i expected it to mostly like it, i'm mostly disappointed at the breakaway challenge like i don't know what alex petrangelo did and i don't know why john ham gave him 19 points like i do appreciate alex petrangelo so if we're oh, I if know we're why. rigging the system to let him win like i'm i'm on board for that but he has to actually do something and he didn't it's because ham's a st louis blues blues fan yeah. and petrangelo right, is but the like, blues Apparently, that For really like, fucked Petrangelo over a lot of betting. Do anything. I, I'm going to have to watch like, it he now. Just, now I need to see what happened. It was like, I was like, what is he? It was, it was very confusing. The whole magician thing with, um, oh God, who was it? They didn't know how to say Metropolitan. Oh, that's interesting. It was, it was a Vegas Golden Knight, and I can't remember if it was William Carlson or somebody else. But it was just, it was very strange. and. Hmm. Not, not, a, not in a bad way. It was just a little bit weird. That's a bummer. That's, I watched a little bit of the game, and the only thing from the skills competition, I saw Trevor Zegras, and I was thoroughly entertained by that. So I didn't really care about yeah. anything else. That was the dodgeball? The one that did dodgeball? Was Zegras was the ridiculous like lacrosse breakaway move. Oh, I, okay. Yeah, that's the coolest thing ever. Yeah. That also, if Trevor Zegers was a Flyers and he did that, he would probably be healthy scratch for like three games after. <laughs> See, 100%. I like percent. I don't know how the Flyers would react to a player of that skill level because we've never had one. Never had like, one. And if we did, the team and the fans would fucking hate them because they're not tough or gritty and they're selfish and flashy and showboaty. And that's just not Flyers hockey, fam. It's not what we do here. No, we lose here. Fun. That's what Flyers hockey is. But we do a lot of hits, Stephanie, and that's important. A lot of hits. Can we make that the title of the episode? We do a lot of hits. Broad Street Hockey Radio episode blah, blah, blah. We lose here. Done. I love not having that's to think. That's the fly. Bring back Robert Haig, <laughs> in my opinion. Maybe God. he was the key. Maybe. You know, things Could didn't, have been. Things didn't fall apart until we traced him. It's All right. true. Yeah, last year doesn't count. Uh, all right. Uh, we're done, right? That's it? Yes. All right. That feels like enough. That is all the, <laughs> that, <feels like> enough. <laughs> that is all the time we have for you on Broad Street Hockey Radio this week. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. If you enjoyed this episode, and why wouldn't you have, you got to hit that subscribe button and you'll get more content just like this. Hopefully quite a bit better. Uh, <laughs> I had fun today. <laughs> 
Yeah, Broad Street Hockey, wherever there are podcasts, you know the drill. And hey, give us a five-star review, damn it. We've earned it. This was free. Give us five stars. Uh, My name is Bill Matz for Kelly and Steph. Have a great week, everybody. Are you ready to talk about sports?